Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Division one uh, football player. Aaron, can you stand up? Can you imagine me carrying the football and running up against this right here? We can imagine pray, it just wouldn't pray, be pretty. Pray for the football, right? <laughs> I mean, good gracious. And uh, he was a heck of a football player. Would have gone on into the NFL, had some injuries um, that really he couldn't overcome. And the direction that God had for his life was more than the NFL. So they're with us today. We're going to be doing a program in here, so get ready to work towards the end because you're going to be writing a love letter to yourself. So let me clarify a couple things. Guys, your color will be blue, gentlemen. (laughs) Ladies, you will have pink, okay? Uh, My son was asking me, in fact, he was going to kind of mess with me. This would be called pink. What I have on is not pink, okay? (laughs) I don't wear pink. Okay, so I thought I'd just clarify that if anybody else comes up to me talking about that wonderful color. I love pink, but it looks beautiful on women, and that's all I have to say about that. All right, and then at the end, we're going to be handing out to you two devotionals that are going to help in a mighty way in your walk with the Lord. This is not something that I am directing. It really is going to be directed by Almond because the Lord, the Holy Spirit, gave it to him. He called me, he said, what do you think about this? He'll tell you more about it. We're going to be interacting up here in the front, and maybe he may be asking you questions. We'll just see how it rolls. No, I will be asking them questions. Oh, get ready. Let's, <laughs> let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for what you're going to do in here. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting to talk about love, to see how much you love us and how much you want us to embrace ourselves before we can empower others with what you've given unto us. Make this a very special time. And I honor both men. I honor Almond and his heritage. And I honor awesome man of God. I thank you for the privilege of meeting Aaron. And I thank you for all of his talents, all of his gifts. And I thank you for his heritage. And I bless both of these men this morning. We honor them. And we ask now that our hearts will be open, our minds will be ready to shift and receive information that can change our lives. And God's people said, amen. 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 Let's go to work, Almond. Oh, let's let's, let's do it. Uh, First of all, Aaron is not my son, even though most people think he is now because we're together. Uh, But if I had a third one, he'd be a good one. I mean, he's a good egg, so we're going to keep him around. And I know how to pick my team. I pick big people. See that? Got a little guy, big guy. Got to have something that, that offset it. Uh, so, but, he, but, he, but he really is. He, he's, uh, he's awesome. He knows what he wants to do. I, I often tell the kids when we're at the school, I said, you got to understand, this is a 29-year-old young man who, you know, he doesn't have kids of his own. He's not married. He has the life that he really wants, but he's out giving back to kids, and you don't really find that a whole lot of places. So, uh, and he's right here from Leading County. So, so we're glad to hang out with him. Well, as, as my brother uh, said, you know, I, I, I called him about a month ago because I'm a weird bird, and when things happen, you know, I, 
I like to get some clarification from him because I'm just out there and I need him to bring me back sometimes. Uh, being from the country, uh, I tell people I'm really not smart enough to be complicated. I think that everything is very, very common sense. There's a, there's a, a process in which we all need to live by. So as I'm sitting there about 2.30 in the morning, I wake up because God seems to think I don't need sleep because he swings by about 2.30 or 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, can't you do this in the morning? But it's never like at 6. It's always 2.30. Uh, and, and what he revealed was it's pretty simple. Uh, Bradley, where's Bradley? Listen, that video, spot on. Did you notice the first two commandments? Can anyone tell me what was the first one? What was the first one? Come on. The first commandment. First commandment. Love God, right? What was the second one? Love thy neighbor as thyself, right? Well, listen, it ain't hard to figure out what's wrong with the world. People are broken. They don't like themselves. I mean, think about it. My mom used to say you can't give what you don't have. So as I'm sitting here talking to God about this thing, it came pretty clear to me. People got to love themselves. So how do we do that? So his answer was Operation Love Letter. I'm like, hmm, okay. So by the show of hands in here, how many people have ever written a love letter to themselves? Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm going to ask it again. Hey, I, I'm going to ask you out again because maybe that was a trick question. By the show of hands, how many people in here have written a love letter to themselves? I mean, again, just us? Really? So let me ask you this question. How are you going to give something that you don't have? So, for instance, if you're married or you're dating or you've had a girlfriend or whatever, you've probably written a love letter to them, right? You've probably given them things to say you love them, even your kids. You've, you've written little things to your kids, right? Well, how are you going to do something for other people that you don't do for yourself? See, to me, in my world, that's fuzzy math. See, I can tell you that I love you, right? But how much can I really love you if I don't love me? How much can I really love you if I haven't taken the time to sit down and write a letter to myself that says, hey, Almond, this is what it looks like, feels like for you. So I call it maximizing your potential. You know, I hear it a lot, especially from moms, right? They're running around and doing all this stuff for their family. And then they say, well, I'll never have time for me. Well, that's a problem in my world. That's a problem. You know why that's a problem? That means that your family is getting a watered-down version of who you are. Think about it. Think about it. If you're not at your best, really, are you really helping little Johnny? It's like a guy who works 16 hours a day because he says he has to provide for his family. And that's great. But you don't love yourself enough to make time for yourself so you can really give to your family? Do you really think that it's just about providing a roof over the head? I think it's about maximizing potential. We all have gifts. We all have gifts. What are you doing with those gifts? I mean, the second commandment makes it pretty clear that I have to love my neighbor as I love myself. To me, that's not fuzzy. I mean, that, is that clear to you? That's pretty clear. Yeah, Alman, that's really clear and something I was thinking about. And Aaron, I'm sure as a defensive lineman, a little bit slower, but I'm sure you're <laughs> going to catch up. I, 
this is how it normally goes. It really is this it's like, way. It's like Larry, Curly, and Moe, but we're good. We're like the three amigos. It, it, it really we, works out great, I'm that, telling you. This is how we really flow on the campus. And, uh, and I told you in advance, it was not going to be a preaching teaching. So listen real close. If you're here with your religious garments on, you may want to lay those to the sideline because there's a broken world out there. There's a broken world, and they're not looking for religious garments. They're looking to see if you're authentic and if you will love them when they're in the ditch. <laughs> but you can only love them out of the reality that you were there at one time. So I know that you have worked a lot as a Division I ball player and the importance of team members working together, caring about each other. How important is it that you started out caring about you as a ball player before you reached out to others? Well, first of all, I want to say that I never know if uh, Mr. Weber is sitting or standing. <laughs> but I think he's sitting right now. But anyways, it's pretty important. Um, we, as athletes, and I'm going I'm to confess to y'all a little bit later, but I ain't going to do it right now. But we, as athletes, we, we need each other. But I don't know how to support Mr. Weber. I don't know how to support Mr. Allman if I don't know how to support myself. So from an athletic standpoint, it's a must. You got to love you first. Later on, I'm going to confess. But we're gonna, I'm going to let Allman talk a little bit more, and then I'm going to confess to y'all about something. So, 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 so the problem that you have. I actually got, I got two confessions. but. Yeah. <laughs> He's still young. He's growing. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, you, you know, the way it really works is this. Here, here's the world in which we live. The world in which we live says that if you love yourself, then you have to be conceited. I'm like, what? That's like fuzzy. I mean, God's not conceited. He loves himself. I mean, what he's simply saying is you got to respect and love yourself and, and be able to be responsible and accountable for the gifts that he's given if you are to move the world forward. So when I see people mistreating their neighbors, I'm not confused. And the reason that I'm not confused is people are treating themselves like they treat themselves because they don't love themselves, so that's what they're going to give. I mean, it's like we're old farm boys. So if you plant corn, guess what's going to grow? Corn. I mean, so whatever seed that you, you plant, that's what's going to come up. So, you know, I talk a lot about you have to put your seed in the right soil. If you're not putting your seed in the right soil, there's going to be a problem. If you can't maximize your potential as an individual, then everyone that comes into contact with you never really gets what God intended. Good. So let me jump right in there for a second. I hope you capture that statement, seed in the right soil. That really is big for our young people, um, Almond, big time. <laughs> We've got good kids with good morals planting seeds in bad soil. <laughs> At the middle school level and at the high school level. So if I was a young person, if I don't capture anything else, I'd grab that right there. And well, I would make sure. Well, for 20 years, you know, uh, me and my big brother here, we've had this debate. And he, he's never really wanted to give me credit for it until recently. He said big brother. Well, you know, Sometimes big, 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 daddy big little brother, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so here's what I always tell. I have told him for 20 years. We do not have a kid's problem. We have an adult problem. For 20 years, I've told him that. But he's like, ah, yeah, yeah. no, we do. I agree with him now that I'm back from the alternative setting and at middle high school. We really don't have teenage problems. 
We have adult problems that include teachers, faculty and staff members. In fact, I have here this morning a former administrator sitting in here, and he'll tell you in a heartbeat that it really starts with adults. And they don't listen to what we say. They watch what we do. Exactly. So, so in other words, winning is a byproduct of doing little things right. My grandfather used to say, Almond, you know what happens when you do a lot of little things right? I said, no, sir. He goes, well, it ends up being one big thing, and it's right. So loving yourself is right. You, you have to be able to look in the mirror and understand a couple of things. One, you are a work in progress. You will never get there. That's why there's God. <laughs> That's his whole deal. His whole deal is I made you, but I made you just a little bit below me. Do you realize that we're the only animals that actually get to praise God? However, all the other animals have actually figured out how you're supposed to live because they live by the laws of nature. We, on the other hand, <laughs> we decide that we have a better way. Like, look, I'm all about social media, but at the end of the day, if you're basing who you are based on how many likes you get, you're not there yet. Me, personally, I don't care what people think about me. Hey, I'm a good-looking guy. I'm smart, and God digs me. That's all I really need. So, I mean, outside of that, I mean, if you happen to like me, okay, that's cool. But that's not really what I put myself into. I understand processes. And processes are simply about if I can love me, if I can maximize me, then good things are going to happen for anyone who comes into my presence. If I can't love me, which is the majority of us, because we beat ourselves up. Because we like to tell ourselves, you know, we're not tall enough. We don't weigh the right thing. Uh, we wish our hair was different. Like, that's what we do. Now, you do realize that there's only one thing that the devil has that he uses. And it's so funny because God never really even worries about the devil. Like, God's, like, doing his thing. He's chilling. He's, like, eh, whatever. We worry about the devil. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he has this one thing that he does all the time. You ready? He creates doubt. That's all you got to do to people is create doubt. And when you create doubt, there goes love. So let's pick up on that word. We end up really sabotaged by doubt. How does that work out on the playing field? Because we do have athletes in here. How does doubt work out there on the playing field? It don't work. It doesn't work at all. It does not work at all. <laughs> um, doubt equals failure. Say that again. Doubt equals failure. It's huge. And think about that now. Let's take it into the realm of marriage or intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. If we're doubting each other, what, where are we headed in that Ooh. relationship? <laughs> Failure. Well, it, it's just not, not going to work out. I mean, at the end of the day, think of it this way. If you tell me that you're in it with me, but I have to doubt that you really are, am I really going to give you 100%? Let's think about it. Do you give 100% to anything you don't respect? If you don't respect it, you, you're, not, you're not all in. So that's why I love when people that wear these shirts that say all in. I'm like, you have no clue. You're not in. Mm -mm. You're not in. Because if you was in, you'd understand that it's already done. The price has been paid. You keep it moving. Let me jump on that right there. Uh, over the weekend, I don't doubt my wife and her love for me. So we snuck out and went over to St. Augustine. How many couples have been on a date over the last month? How many couples have been out of town over the last month? 
Listen, this is a rough world, and if you don't take time away, you're in trouble. Now, I want to tie in something. So, I love the old city, and we're walking around St. Augustine on Friday night, and some teenagers walk up to us, and I've already shown them in. They handed out cards, and one of the cards said this, paid in full, and it just swept all over me. Man, when you're operating at that level, paid in full, and your coaches have prepared you, and you really know the game plan, how, how did, maybe, be honest, how did, you, how did you really play when the game plan was laid out? The fact that I didn't go to Ohio State meant that I played well. <laughs> Very well, actually. Good job, man. I, I mean, I try. I try. Defensive ball player. I try, I try. No, I mean, you know what, at, at the end of the day, is, is exactly what you're saying, though. So, so this whole Operation Love Letter is about how do, how do you really come to terms with you are a great person? You know, I, I, I constantly tell, you know, Dennis all the time, he, he's, he's trying to convince me that I have some, some ministry, but I really, I don't see it that way. I just think I'm just giving information very common sense approach to whatever God drops on me. So if it's a ministry, so be it. But here's what I think. I think that it's very hard for people to come to Christ for one simple reason. How am I supposed to really believe that there's someone who loves me with all this stuff I got going on when I don't love myself? See, that's like fuzzy math. Uh, I used this today. I was, we was having breakfast uh, with my guys, uh, Lonnie and Greg, who are great guys, by the way. So we're having breakfast. I said, you know, every person that I've ever known that has a house cleaner, someone that comes in and clean their house, what do they do the day that the person's coming over to clean their house? What do they do? They clean. They clean their house. Like, if, if you can, like, why do you have someone cleaning your house? So to me, that's the way it is when it comes to Christ. I think that people constantly go, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there, but I got to clean some stuff up. Like, I, I got to fix me, and they don't realize that, well, that's what the whole cross thing was. So let me jump right in there, and I want to help him out a little bit, okay? I know you like Gandhi, like I have a great appreciation for his leadership role. He said many years ago, and go ahead and tag this, and... You, you can catch up, all right? We're still in the backfield. All right? Hey, little pound puppy. We, we have to bring him. Gandhi said this, I love your Christ, but I don't like your Christians. That's what he's talking about. How can I tell people I'm a Christian and then I don't demonstrate what he demonstrated? Does that make sense? That's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah so, so what, I'm, what I'm really talking about is people, <laughs> look, Mary had Jesus, but God had Christ. See, that's what I'm talking about. You can't, like, we, we got to get beyond that. And you got to start understanding that if he really created us in his image, right, and he gave us all these wonderful gifts, how can you not love these gifts? How can you not love who you are? Because at the end of the day, it's about when, when people leave my presence, I'm, I'm always, you know, being a speaker, people ask, you know, do you even know what you're talking about? Nope. Like, I walked in here this morning. People always want to know, what are you going to say? I don't know. Man, I let God handle all that. I mean, I let him handle all that. I just come in and say it. But when you leave, here's what I want. We had a great friend named Dr. Langston, and he said that when you have the opportunity to speak, especially before kids, no one should leave saying, I didn't know no one told me so. So when people leave my presence, I want them to go, whether they like me, don't like me, call me crazy, whatever, I want them to know that they have the right information 
to be anything that they want to be. And I know for a fact that if you get to the point in your life where you can write yourself a love letter and understand it and believe it, there's not a person who will control you, manipulate you, or make you feel something that you shouldn't feel. I mean, that's how, that's how it happens. I mean, it's easy to be manipulated if you don't really know who you are. Like, if you really are a diamond, but you're acting like a cubic zircornia, it is what it is, right? So for me, I always go, I like pressure. So I know I have to be a diamond. I know at some point I was this big lump of coal, and through my life, how I grew up as a kid, the things that I've endured, all of that pressure has made me a diamond. Incredible. So can I jump in on a diamond? For Get a on in there. I like it. All right. Out of, out I, was of just about, I was about to confess. <laughs> There's no confession here, okay. brother. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, let's talk, let's talk about Levy County. Let's, let's talk about coming out of Williston, mm -hmm. going to a big school, Division One, not two, not three, mm -hmm. not JUCO, Division One. Mm -hmm. Can you share with adults and teenagers how Aaron cared about Aaron when you got down into Tampa and there were all kind of young men competing for what you wanted? How did you know that you were the one to be out on that field? I didn't. Okay, break it down. First of all, I was a fish out of water. I had never been on a city bus. I had never took a cab. Didn't know how to cross the street. None of that. I didn't know you had to press a button to cross the street. I didn't know that. Because it was a different environment. It was a culture shock. You know, I was in a different culture. So, I remember like it was yesterday, um, my coach, I was a freshman, and my coach called me into his office. And I thought I was in trouble because, you know, I was in college and I was a fish out of water. I was a country kid, went to the city, so I did some stuff I wasn't supposed to do. We ain't going to talk about that, no confessions. Um, and he said, Aaron, I need you to play. What? Wait, whoa, No. I'm a freshman. I, I got a girlfriend back at home. Like, I can't, I can't play. I'm not playing. So, you know, first couple games, I was like, I ain't playing. You can't put me in. You're not going to burn my red shirt. I'm a red shirt. We went up to Kansas, and one of the defensive linemen went down. I think he was just tired, and he was, didn't want to play anymore. So, he went down, and here comes my coach. My coach was crazy. He was <laughs> – I mean, if y'all want to look up, Google Jim Levitt, and the first picture that would come up with is he headbutted someone, and they had on a helmet, and he had blood flowing everywhere. He's crazy. So he runs down, where's Aaron? Where's Aaron? I'm like, oh, crap. Here we go. So I get in the game, and it wasn't that bad. You know, it, it takes pressure to get a diamond. I developed to be a – Pretty good defensive lineman. I didn't go to Ohio State, which is a good thing. But I came out pretty good. Let me just piggyback off what Aaron said right here because I think this is a, this is a very critical part of, of writing that love letter and understanding who you are in the eyes of God. The thing that he said was he got in the game and he realized that it really wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad. See, the problem with most of us is we want to be comfortable. We like comfortable. We don't like to be stretched. That's why I love the whole forward stretch thing. We, we want to, to sit and be able to relax. Well, that's the problem. That's why we are where we are. 
Because no one wants to have the hard conversations. No one wants to do the dirty work, as my grandfather would say. I mean, listen, first of all, we're from the country. So we shouldn't starve. And we know how to treat people. I mean, that's the thing about being in the country is that the one thing you know is how to treat people. So it just confuses me when, I, when I've started to see, and, and, and my perspective is just so different, and I think that's why I come up with all these crazy ideas, because now I really think that Operation Love Letter should be on all seven continents. I, I, really, I, I just think I see it in my head, don't really know how we're going to do it, but I, I know that that's what should happen. Because it seems to me that my perspective of speaking at corporate America and flying all over the country and, and being in different cities, it doesn't matter where I'm at. Man, people are broken. It, 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 do, it does not matter what sitting that I'm in. When I ask the question of how many people have written themselves a love letter, it's zero. And in my little brain, because <laughs> I'm country, I just don't know how you're going to help anybody. And I mean, the only job that God gave us was managing. That's what he wants us to do, be a manager. He wants us to manage things. And I don't know how you can manage anything if you don't love who you are. Great. So one of the things we've got to be willing to do <clears throat> so that the broken people outside these walls can come in mm -hmm. is we've got to allow Jesus Christ to heal our brokenness. Yes. Because broken people can't help broken people. You but can't when, get what you don't have. Thank you. So we've got to ask God. It can start today. Heal me on the inside so that as I see a broken person who may or may not ever come through these doors, I can help them out there and they can begin to see their value, the voice that God's given them, and they begin to love themselves as the way we care about each other. Does that make sense? What you thinking? Confession time. Okay, go Not ahead. Ready? Fire up. All right, listen. So when these guys came to me with this Operation Love Letter, I was like, Psh, that's a piece of cake. These people, they, yeah, they can do this, right? I didn't tell them this yet. This, I'm confessing to them too. So, of course, I'm an athlete. I like to compete, you know. I like to compete with myself. I time myself getting ready for work in the morning. I'm, I just compete all the time. So I thought I would compete and say, oh, I can do this. Negative. No, didn't work like that. It's okay. easy for me to say, hey, Almond, hey, Dennis, I love y'all. I have great haircuts. Great. I love them. Chicks but, dig us, man. They dig us. Robin. There you go. That's right. But when I took time to think about Aaron, why do I love me? I looked in the mirror. Dude, why do you love yourself? I had nothing. I had a bunch of balled up paper, throwing it in the trash can. I went to my, uh, to my pad. It died. <laughs> I had nothing. I didn't like anything about myself. I had to dig. Somebody was talking about, where's your son? Where'd he go? Bradley. He said something about being defeated earlier. I was defeated. It was rough. And this happened... I wouldn't tell them. I wouldn't tell. I, I, you don't tell them stuff like that. You don't tell them stuff like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them. But this is really hard. You know, I finally, I finally squeezed something out. I got it in my pad over there. I finally got it out. 
But it's really hard when you have to turn the mirror on yourself. When you have to look at yourself. I want to jump in with what Aaron's saying, if, especially for him. That was so, my, that's one confession. So, so, so here's what I want you guys to think about. Here's what I want you to think about. And this is why I'm saying to get to where we need to be, that's why we have to be able to, to love ourselves. Here's a guy who volunteers twice a week to come to the school, to give his time to kids, to listen to them. He's a great guy. He, I mean, he is absolutely amazing with the amount of love that he gives out on a daily basis. However, when it comes to himself, he has nothing. I got dots, dot, 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 dot. So let's think about this. When Aaron gets to where Aaron realizes, as God said, I am who I am, and be able to love that, respect that, be accountable to that, what he's doing now is a drop in the bucket. Absolutely. So let me tag that. Can I do that? Because we've worked together so long in so many different areas. Body of Christ, those that are visiting today, I hope you captured this. People who love themselves can confess. <laughs> Couples who can confess to each other stay together. That was powerful what he just did. See, we haven't rehearsed this because love doesn't have to do that. We never rehearsed anything. Uh -uh. No, no. Mm -mm. But when there's true, genuine love yes. and respect and you honor, you can flow and it will go. I hope you got this because I don't do as much as I used to in counseling couples. But I want to tell you something. Couples who love each other can confess to each other, can forgive each other, and their relationship continues to grow. That was big time. Not but, bad. But yeah. South Florida, hey. I'm talking about. Not That's bad. Right. That's right. Well, well, you know, but it, it, I mean, I've never been defeated in any other way. So, dude, you, know. you haven't seen Scarlet and Great Dog. Well, well, but again, I mean, so, so again, if you go back and you think about what we're talking about, is we're talking about, you know, it's not like Aaron has a confidence problem. He knows who he is. He loves God. He gets it. He understands it. So that's why I'm saying, what is the one thing that the devil uses? Doubt. So when Aaron, he can't see all the love that he's given. He can't see all the good that he's doing. When he looks in the mirror, all he can see is, well, I'm not quite what I wish I was. That's doubt. But anyone who's been around him, anyone that he's served will tell you he's great, right? But he can't tell himself that. That's an issue. That's the issue that I'm talking about. When you are a mom and you've raised four kids, and you can't realize that your four kids are good kids, they're good citizens, they've never been in trouble, they're taking care of themselves, if you can't look in the mirror and know that that was a great job and that you did great, that's a problem. And to be honest, that's what it came down to. I'm standing there looking in the mirror and some just said, hey, look at yourself. Look how determined you are to figure this out. That's a characteristic. It's pretty good. That's a winning characteristic. That's a winning character. That's pretty good. So I jotted that down. That's how my love is. But that's exactly how you do it. You know what? What's the difference between a forest and a tree farm? Does anyone know the difference between a forest and a tree farm? I like this one. I like it. I like it. Because see, they know I'm a nerd. Yeah, go ahead. I like this one. And it's managed, right? The tree farm is managed. 
It's just as much woods and trees in the forest that can be used to build stuff. It's just that someone planned this tree farm and they managed it. And they gave it time and they allowed it to grow. They put the seed in good soil. So if you can't look at yourself and realize that you are a good seed, if you weren't, you wouldn't be here. Because everything God made was good. You see what I'm saying? So if you can't, first of all, see that you are a good seed. And the beautiful thing about being in good soil is this. When you're born, I was, you know, I just write stuff down. I told, I'm crazy. Why do you even have me up here? <laughs> when you are born, you do not get to choose the soil in which you are first planted. You don't get to choose that. But as my grandfather would say, you can't blame mom and daddy forever. You understand what I'm saying? Back up. Say it again. Uh, you can't blame mom and daddy forever. All right, all the young people, listen. Hey, man, close. look here, look here. All right. time. Hey, on. look here. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing. This, is about this thing called life. Let me tell you how it plays. It don't care where you came from, who your mom and daddy is, how much money you got and all that. Sooner or later, you're going to have to lace it up, and you're going to have to play. That, that's, that's what life says. Now, I mean, so, so if you're a seed, is planted in some soil that is not fertile. If you're not smart enough, that's why I'm so big on education. See, these kids will tell you, when I come to the school, all I'm talking about is education. If you can't value education and understand that information is the most powerful thing you will ever get, is information. Because if you get the right information and make the right moves, you're going to get to where you want to be. So when people keep telling me about how times are changing and it's, you know, kids are so different, Hey, man, the Bible ain't changed in 2,000 years. It's the same words. But I keep hearing how everybody talk about everything changing. So I'm like, well, well, why that book ain't changed? Why that book hasn't been updated? Why they not upgrading the words and those? Well, because they, they true. They just work. See, I told you I'm country. I mean, I just don't understand why we have to keep. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and the information that should be really coming across this morning is that we're here to prepare you to write a love letter to yourself. And you know what? If you blow that away, you could actually be damaging your future. Yes. He's giving you information. He has shared his heart. He didn't even have to open up and make that type of a confession. We didn't talk about any of this. We just knew what was going to be coming, and we're right on point. And the information that can help you academically is that you've got to see yourself as an outstanding student in the classroom. You've got to see yourself as someone who does a phenomenal job in the workplace. You've got to see yourself as an outstanding wife, as an outstanding husband. When you start seeing that, you start producing that, that seed, that soil. So we're getting real close to love letter time. Yeah, because Aaron is actually, like, we, do, we pick on him a lot because he's just young. And we're mad because we're old. But he. And but, I look but, better. So. But, but, <laughs> well, yes, every, but everyone thinks he's my son, so that means that I obviously look good too. So, you look good at some point. <laughs> so, so Aaron is really like, maybe the reason this all came is because he started hanging around us and, and I'm just looking at all the things that he, he does. Um, but Aaron is really what I'm talking about in the sense that he had absolutely no clue what we we're going to do today. Matter of fact, we just told him that I was going to be here and he needed to be here. So that tells me that Aaron is open yes. to the possibilities. He's open 
to information. And that's why he will always win. He will always win. You ready for the second, second confession? I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew he was going to just run me right into my second confession. So listen, y'all. Confession number two. And somebody said it earlier. I'm terrified. And it's not because I'm nervous talking in front of y'all and stuff like that. But probably about two weeks ago, a kid asked me. He said, Mr. Ann, what are you scared of? Are you scared of anything? I was like, yeah. So he started guessing. He was like, snakes? Nah. Alligators? Nah. Bald people? No. <laughs> Come back here, brother. Come on back here. Come on here. Woo, dude. So we, we, got, we got down to it. And I, I came out and I said, hey, look, it's none of that. It's the power of God. From day one, since I was this big, I wouldn't step and I wouldn't step nowhere near a pulpit. I don't even know if this, that's what this is, but I wouldn't step nowhere near one. I grew up playing the drums. If I had to go to the other side of the church, I went all the way around. This is rare for me. Like, I, the whole time leading up to this, I asked God, I said, God, you sure you want me to do this? I'm, we always talk about listening well. I was listening really well. I was like, you sure you want me to do this? <laughs> I'm listening. My phone rang. I was like, that got to be God. That's God. He's calling me, telling me no. But I'm here. You know, this is, I might be sweating bullets, but that's because it's kind of hot up here. But I've always been afraid of the power of God. I think that's a good afraid. But I've always been afraid of it. I want to make sure that I say that so God can hear it. So if, if I did anything wrong, but seriously, that's, this is big for me because I've always been afraid of the power of God. I want to tag that real quick. Can I do that? And we're getting ready to uh, get some things handed out to you. We're actually going to help you out this morning by allowing you to take your love letter because it's between you and the Lord. Yes. It really is. Yes. And we're going to allow you to write it sometime today. Oh, and by the way, if you procrastinate, oh. <laughs> don't even let me get started right there because then I'll really go on the deep end. Because yeah. procrastination is a sign of self-denial and the lack of self-worth and not much love on the inside. But let me, let me tag that real quick. I really honor you, and it's really tough to do that right now. Because <laughs> you know, right now I can't see green when I, I see much that. better. But anyway, that. let me I'm tell a, you. I'm way above you. I understand Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Go ahead. Go. You don't even know. <laughs> he stared in the air his belly button. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Father, bring down some of that power because you don't understand, Lord. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> In over 40 years of ministry, he is one of the few that I have heard say, I'm going to change a word, okay? I respect the power of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're living in a society and a culture that is inundated with itself <laughs> and doesn't even honor God, let alone respect the power of God. I got to tell you, every time I speak in this house or at a celebration, uh, wedding, or homegoing, I have a tremble going off on the inside. Because you might be bored, but he's not. Exactly. And he's watching to see what I say. And I am going to give an account. And so were you for listening and what you do with this today. So I really do honor you. Really? I, I, I mean, really do honor you because but, of what you just said. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, when you're, I just feel like when we're doing what God wants us to do, we're uncomfortable. Because he doesn't play fair. 
I mean, God does not play fair. Because he wants you to move, you move it. Good, I'm glad you said that. So here's where we are, because now, now you all can bear witness to this, right? And I said it to you twice already when we were down there and mm -hmm. Pastor B and everyone mm -hmm. was leading us. I said, county, state, mm -hmm. nation, mm -hmm. to the nations. Yes. So we have a ministry that's going to be launching through this grant that's going to be approved, though I have no clue what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be a part of it. And we're going all over the nation, all over nations. And I did say, Pastor Kurt Erickson will yes. open up the doors in London, Ireland, Sweden. So get ready. We're going to be playing at a high level. But if we don't do it here, God can't take us there. Hold on. Dennis. That's how he feels towards you too. Hey, Dennis. If you don't do what you should be doing Right now, he can't take you where you want to go. I'll give it to you, okay? But you got to remember, <laughs> running backs are a lot faster. Okay, so if you can't pick up when we hand out the love letters and you don't do that, don't expect to hear much from God this week. It's really true because I respect the power of God. And I was called by God to do what I do. So if you go, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing it. You're not going to hear much from heaven. Because you just blew this away. And he woke this man up at 2.30 in the morning to start this whole concept of a love letter that we write about ourselves and let him see that. All right, come on, lineman. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm just saying you need to choose your words better. You know, playing at a high level, <laughs> we got to come up with a better phrase for you. <laughs> All right, I'm not playing there. That's so low, man. That's so low. All right, okay. all right it's I'm all done. good. I'm done. Man, I'm done. you don't even know I'm how done. much I love these men. I'll walk with them and go wherever God calls us to go. Here's what I need. I need a couple teenagers to come pick up the fullness of God, devotional. Make sure everyone gets this. It's by Dr. Charles Stanley. Many hours, much work has gone into this. I hope you'll hold on to that. Next. I need someone. Divvy this up, please. I need you, because we're getting ready to wrap it up. The Spirit of the Lord gave this to me Friday before we left town. In less than 15 minutes, he gave me this little thing that I want to give to you. And then the last thing we're going to do is hand out the love letters. Guys, you get blue. Ladies, you get pink. One for you. Thank you. One for you. So when you get this one, I want you to see this, if you will, please. It's called Love Letter. The one has got Dr. Charles Stanley, picture of him, and then a devotional on the fullness of God. Man, if you don't love yourself, you don't even have the fullness of God. Because when the fullness of God is operating in you, you begin to love yourself, and then you begin to love others. So here was a quote the Spirit of the Lord showed me the other day. And I put it in there. Loving ourselves works miracles in our lives. Mm -hmm. No wonder people don't believe in the supernatural. They don't love themselves. Exactly. <laughs> Come on now. And then look at the two scriptures. And I won't take your time. All right? Because you can read better than I can. But let me show you what the Lord gave me on the word love. Ready? Love brings life. Man, I look around and there's so many kids. Man, I'm so tired. Man, I'm so wore, I'm wore out. Man, you fall in love with yourself and you love you. Yes. Man, there's life loose. Yes. Check this out. Almond talked about this. Love also brings openness. 
openness. He talked about that. Love also brings a brand new value. Not arrogance, not cockiness, but a value of who you are. And then the last one, listen, and that's why I know we're in trouble. Yes. Because I'm real big on this last one, <laughs> and people blow it off all the time. But guess what? What would you do if David was standing in here right now, King David? The Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what yes. the Bible says, yes. that David did. People who love themselves not only encourage themselves, but they can actually talk, you know, to a bull and say, it's true, he played for him. Man, I'm so proud of you. You are an awesome man, and I honor you. And I can say to Almond, after all these years, you are authentic. You're real. I believe in you, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. And I've prayed for you this week like I've never prayed before. And I encourage you in the Lord. And I love you as a brother. And no weapon formed against us will prosper. So he's got to back up and back out. Come on, tag that. It's already done. See, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I love life just because I feel like I'm just living God's history. Because it's already done. All we got to do is learn to love ourselves. And if we do that, we're going to bring more people to where they need to be. It's simple. People are watching you. I don't have to tell anybody that I love God. I think you can pretty much see it because I really don't care. I'm like, I'm just going to be me, man. It is what it is. But we have to get to a place to where we realize that we are special people. The one thing that my parents gave me was value. We have a lot of money. We have a lot of it. But the one thing they gave me was value. And I learned to love me. And because I love me, I can love other people. Amen. So I need two beautiful young ladies to come and hand these out. Awesome. Beautiful. Look at this. I'll take three of you, okay? Divvy those up. Give it to the ladies, please. Putting in work. Look at the ladies putting in work. Come right. on. Come on. <laughs> and now I need three young men, please. Hey, so now look. Now look at the difference. The ladies jump right on up, handling Man, their business. They just barely we got up. The boys are sitting there thinking, okay, how cool am I going to be I if I more. do this? I'm just telling you. Yep. It, you can just see. I, I, hey, boys, I'm going to tell you guys one more time. Every time I'm at school, I tell you all this. Come on, yep, You're getting yep, behind. Yep. You get, these, these ladies running now, man, they ain't playing around. You're getting behind. Awesome. So as we get ready to close, and Pastor B is going to come and close it this morning with an incredible song written by Don Gatlin many years ago. You should have three copies in your hands. You should have Dr. Stanley's devotional. This is information. Oh, this is. Listen. Let me ask you a question, Aaron. Me? If a coach hands out plays to you when you played for them <laughs> and you left that in there, what would happen? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you see how we are? I don't want to talk about you it. You see how we are? Nope. I mean, we will absolutely know that people have done something for us, and then we'll just leave it on the chair but, or throw it away. But that's because they don't believe in themselves. That's what I'm telling you. When you have value, you open. You want all the information you can get. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Charles Stanley, on the fullness of God, you should have the handout on what love can be for you, and then you should have your love letter. Ladies should have a pink one. And then, guys, you should have a blue one. And I want to thank the print shop because they worked with me diligently and everything was ready for us on Friday afternoon. I'm so impressed with people who really lead from the front. So I'm going to give these men an opportunity to kind of have a final statement 
a moment, and then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor B. He's going to be coming to minister in song. How many have enjoyed what has happened in here today? Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. It is incredible. Incredible. And I pray that you will go out loving yourself and then sharing that love out of the overflow. So we'll start with our young pup first. Anything that you'd like to just kind of wrap up? Thanks, guy. Appreciate it. Um, I just want to thank y'all for inviting me here. Um, I, it's I said I love you, Watch pound it. puppy. <laughs> Watch it. I appreciate it. Um, I've been truly blessed. And, I mean, don't even worry about loving anybody else until you love yourself. Don't even worry about it. I mean, you're wasting the time. I mean, you know, you know for me, it's just pretty simple. I, I just think that if we're going to win, it's going to all start and end with love. I mean, you're it. You're the answer. The answers are in this room. We don't need to go outside of it. Uh, but here's my challenge to everybody. After you write your love letter to yourself and you really believe it and understand it, you challenge other people to do that. I mean, you know, you got friends who are not here, whatever. I tell you what you do, you just ask them to do it. Ask them to do it. If we can get enough people doing it, I, it's going to be a home run, brother. I like home runs. Oh, it's going Especially global. Especially when it's the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Proverbs 19.8. To acquire wisdom is to love oneself. People who cherish understanding will prosper. Let me read the first part again. To acquire wisdom is to love oneself. Do you understand what I just said? When I do not love myself, I'm walking in ignorance. To acquire wisdom is to love oneself. Shall we pray? Father, it's been a great morning in this house. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.